attention. Attention. Do not be disturbed. You are now leaving reality and entering midnight social distortion. And for the fourth time, we are finally launched. Welcome to the first episode of Midnight Social Distortion. I am your host, Marco Estes. And as I just said, this is my fourth, yes, count it, fourth time I've recorded this podcast. This particular episode, because I really want to get it right. So I'm just going to give you a heads up. Bear with me. I've guested on several podcasts, but I've never done my own except for probably a while ago, but that was just a rip of a video that I collected and put together for a group that I belong to. That has been, what, almost three or four years? And technology has gotten just as crazy as it was back then. So just bear with me when I introduce this part of myself to the world. Again, you have just entered the midnight social distortion. And I guess you're asking yourself, what exactly is midnight social distortion? Mark, where did you get this idea from? Why are you just not bringing it to us in audio form? And what should we expect from it? First and foremost, midnight social distortion started off as a blog. Simultaneously, concurrently being a Facebook group. Now that I've deactivated my Facebook, I don't know if the Midnight Social Distortion Facebook group is still active, but I have no other ties to it at the moment. However, I did take all my ideas and divert them to, excuse me, a blog. And with that blog, I maintained or focused it solely on black gay content and horror which is kind of minimal. However, doing more research and just really honing in on the aspect of horror, I've noticed that there are a lot of black gay characters in horror, a lot that people probably don't know about. And as of today, that number has quadrupled given the fact that there's a lot of black gay content creators out there who are behind the scenes producing new horror content with, which is pretty much going to bring the horror genre into a whole new level. It's going to elevate it. And what better time than now to celebrate those who are moving the black gay narrative forward into the realm of horror. So a little history of MSD. Like I said, it started off as a Facebook group that was concurrently being run as a blog the blog focused on black gay content. However, I started to realize that a lot of people didn't like know that there was a lot of black horror survivors, you know, like the meme comes out every year near Halloween or just whenever, maybe even black history month, where it's like LL Cool J is the only black person to, or the first black person to survive a horror movie. Now, granted this, you could say deep blue sea, because this is character from Deep Blue Sea Preacher. 
you could say Deep Blue Sea is an action film or, you know, a science fiction action, even a science fiction horror film. But in, in other words, it's a pretty I, mainstream movie. It's a mainstream film. It's a big studio film. There's a lot of black horror survivors out there. If you're a real horror fan, you can name probably five on your hand. But some people only thought that that was it, that, that those were the five. And black horror survivors are there. There's plenty of them out there. Like I told you, I made the blog a focal point to just celebrate those. And I challenged myself to do, you know, instead of doing like 50 black horror survivors, do 50 black men and 50 black women. Thinking that that was going to be a challenge, I actually ended up succeeding that challenge and there's still some that I didn't even cover there's still black horror survivors in movies that I have yet to see but I've heard of so that was the first leg of midnight social distortion also I noticed that I was still having an affinity for Russell Clark's bail from Fright Night Part mm-hmm. 2 and not to say that Bale was the first queer character that I seen in um, on TV. I have seen other queer characters, or black queer characters, but I didn't see any black queer characters in horror. You had Meshach Taylor as Hollywood Montrose in the mannequin films, but that was comedy, and he was pretty much comedy relief. And you have Grace Jones, but and Prince, but back then my from where I come from, Prince and Grace Jones were like on a whole other level. People didn't consider them quote unquote queer. They just consider them like in their own universe. You can't touch them. So growing up, I didn't equate them as being, you know, queer or gay, even though there was jokes here and there about both. But at the time I didn't understand, you know, why is Grace Jones, why is Grace Jones, dressing up like a man why is prince got on stiletto heels and his ass cheeks out it was just you know that's just who they are and while i was in the immersed in that world i was also intrigued by this vampire on skates with this wild hair just immaculate and beautiful even though they were the most deadly character in fright night part two I'm sorry, Julie Carmen. I love you to death as Regine. I love you as in general. But Russell Clark as Bale just dominated that screen. Every scene he showed up in, those cheekbones, that hair, he was just quintessential 80s queerness. And as a kid, I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. I didn't know if I was looking at a woman or a man. I just knew that every time Fright Night Part 2 came on, I was always there for bail. It was like, look, I would sometimes fast forward through the scenes just to sit there and see them in action. Bail is everything. And you're going to get a lot of, you're going to hear a lot of me, you're going to hear a lot of me talking about bail in some capacity. And as of today, I finally procured a t-shirt with bail on it thanks to toxic coffin y'all are amazing thank y'all for doing that shirt and i cannot wait to get my hands on it 
also I would like one day I would like to one day um cosplay as Belle. Now I have a belly. But we can work around that because Belle wore a lot of flowing clothes. I'm not good on skates, but we can work around that. We can find some way to get it together. But if anybody out there that can help with cosplaying and stuff like that with Belle, give me a shout out on Instagram. I'll give you all the information at the end of the episode. Okay, so after I did an article called Silent Belle about the character from Fright Night Part 2, I also wrote an article with the Counter Narrative Project. Thank y'all so much for giving me that platform. The, ep- the article I wrote for them was a review of Black Mirror's um, Striking Vipers episode with Anthony Mackie and Yaya Medine II. I probably butchered his name, but you guys will probably know him as the new Candyman coming out this fall or this summer. When I'm, I'm not going to put that in the universe. We're going to get it this summer. Well, that episode, I mean, that episode was very, it was, it wasn't like, it was science fiction. It wasn't really hard, but it was still within the genre. It was still a genre episode. And it had a lot of queer, not had a lot of queer, it was queer as fuck. Let's just put it like that. And there was a lot of missed opportunities with the episode. And I kind of didn't care for what Charlie Brooker said about the two main characters and that they weren't but i get into another episode as a matter of fact go read my review of striking vipers for the counter narrative project after i wrote that i also came back with a queer history of black queer characters in horror that article was so popular and it shocked me because i didn't think that people would like gravitate towards it so much i'm very proud of that article um it it wasn't um it didn't take a lot of research it it took just a a a bit of research but there was so much out there that i did not know at the time that i wrote it but now that i have written it and have gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of horror fans and just um black queer fans in general they were pointing me to other characters and whatnot. And post that article, there was like an explosion of black queer characters in horror. We have Malik from Spiral, not the Saul, not the Book of Saul movie, but Spiral. Um, we had that was played by Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. We had Montrose from Lovecraft Country, played by God, why is my mind blanking? His, oh, Jesus, I hate that I forgot his name. Anyway, M- Michael K. Williams, excuse me. <laughs> uh, and there's also a new movie out called The Obituary of Tunde Johnson. That movie I have yet to see, but I know it's about a queer black man, young man who relives his death every day. And a good friend of the podcast and a good friend of mine, Brother Ghoulish, is tuned. The second season episode is all about that movie. So please go check the movie out and go check him out as well. But the Black Queer Horror Explosion has just been a blessing because it gives Black Queer creatives a way to tell a horror story from a different lens. Instead of getting the same old tropes and whatnot, we're creating new tropes or even just breaking a lot of tropes by having a say 
in a genre that is all about the marginalized character and Mm -hmm. the fans are marginalized. So for black queer, for black horror fans, it is a, it's a blessing, but as black queer horror fans, it's even a better blessing that we are able to tell or we even have the opportunity to tell our stories. So that is a quick history of midnight social distortion. And I will return in just a second with what you can possibly expect from midnight social distortion in the future. Before I go into what can, what you can expect with midnight social distortion I'm just going to go ahead and give you how I came up with the name Midnight Social Distortion. A lot of people were like, Mark, how the hell did you come up with this name? Where did you, I mean, what was going through your mind when you came up with this? So let's just go into that right quick. I would go to sleep to just white noise, static on the TV. That was how I would go to sleep. I would just focus on that noise and then would just zone completely out. So one night I was just sitting there looking at the static as I was drifting off to sleep. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if like some poltergeist slash Carol Ann type shit happened and somebody would start talking to me? And I was like, what the fuck do you, why are you thinking about that? You know, when your mind starts going into overdrive when you're asleep. So, and then I kind of realized that a lot of the stuff that I was into, pretty much stuff that people don't consider quote unquote black but I was definitely into, I was like, I'm a big horror fan. I love A Nightmare on Elm Street. Big Fred here, by the way. I love A Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Stephen King. I love American Horror Story. I'm just a big Buffy whore. And I was like, but I also love like Sweet Valley High, Desperate Housewives, The Real Housewives. I also love rock music but i can listen to rock music and i mean rock music i'm talking like let me that's just so general i'm talking like dream pop dark wave goth music um i was like a mini goth in high school in my early college years still part of me but it is what it is um i just realized that a lot of stuff that i like most people would be like it doesn't mesh or how can you like this, but you like this over here? And it's like, why the fuck not? You know, so why not like all of this stuff? And that commercial, the Skittles commercial, I believe, was saying like stuff was an oxymoron or I don't know. But I just noticed it was a it was a pretty much a clash. And so I was like, okay, you're looking at a distorted screen. It's past midnight and you're kind of social, but you're really an introvert. You only social with those that you really, you know, are cool with. So everything just started mesh. And I said, midnight social distortion. And I was like, oh, that, that, that slaps, you know, that's hot. And so I wrote it down and thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, can I use this? Because I know there's a group out there called social distortion. And can I, um, say something to them about it but I, but I get like called out like oh you ripped off a social distortion I'm like I haven't heard them before but I know of them and I don't think they would give two shits about me doing a podcast called Midnight Social Distortion and we all know that just because 
you know, there's Nightmare on Fish Street and there's Nightmare on Fifth Street. But we know that New Line is like, we don't give a fuck. Use the title. It's not that big deal. So I just went on ahead and went with it. And that's how I got that. After I came up with the name, I ran about a couple of people and they said, that's cool. And I even did a few um, posts, not posts, but graphics or what, you know, like the basic graphics. I'm trying to do better on my graphics. I'm trying to do better in learning a lot of the tricks of the trade to do better graphics and not look so basic. But I did a couple of basic graphics and a lot of people's like, oh, we like that name. We like that name. How'd you come up with it? So there you go. That's how I came up with Midnight Social Distortion. And I am glad that I stuck with it because I can't think of any other name that would pretty much describe what I do and what I like. So this leads into what I hope to accomplish for the website or for the blog, for the um the podcast of course i'm going to give my reviews on certain movies with a blip with from a black queer lens i mainly want to focus on doing this solo for this first run of episodes just so i can get a feel of getting used to my voice and not being as ashamed of my voice as i've always been as of late and not probably even when I was in college, I'll be like, people say, Oh, you have a nice voice. And I was like, I hate it. And I usually thought people mm-hmm. were just saying it kind of like Regina George and mean girls like, Oh, that's a nice bracelet. Did you make it? You know, I was just, just, just trying to like be cordial. And there was an undertone of bitchiness under there. And it was just a way of me always being on guard with people. But I've had people who I've, grown well i've grown in the area in that i can tell when people are genuine and when they are bullshitting so a lot of people are saying like no you have a great voice so i am trying to use this podcast also as a therapy thing a personal therapy thing to get used to hearing my voice and not being ashamed of it and actually loving that part of myself so i will be doing most of these solo and eventually later on down the line, I will have on guests to come on and talk about specific subjects ranging from horror to hell, maybe even, like I said, gay mess mm-hmm. later on down, down the line. And just pop culture in general, because even though this is going to be a horror based show, it will include certain aspects of the of genre type, you know, shows. <clears throat> excuse me Batwoman for instance also there's a new show coming out that well Star Wars um Star Wars is a big thing for me I'm I'm becoming a big Star Wars fan so I might rant and rave about certain episodes of that also legendary even though it's not genre but it's still you know very very a big thing for me and also pose pose is, it has just entered its final season and i'm pretty sure we don't have any episodes left so i might just go through and just recount favorite um, favorite moments from pose also you can expect me to do book reviews i am mm-hmm. currently reading stephen graham jones's the last final girl 
I'm actually co- 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 concurrently, excuse me, concurrently reading that and another book of his. But I, I tend to do that. I tend to read like three books at the same time. I, I know I'm I'm off. I'm very off. But those who also read two or three books at the same time, shout out, shout out. You know, give me a, give me a DM on Instagram. We can talk about how we are just bookaholics or whatnot. I will also try to incorporate some music, some of my favorite music on here. I don't know how to like play the music or just maybe I can just tell people about it. They can go listen to it for themselves. I do want to talk about music a lot. Um, my musical tastes are very eclectic. I can go from three, six mafia to Lana Del Rey to Prince or Grace Jones to Depeche Mode. I mean, those are just some off the top of my head. And, the, you know, and also just like Bale, you're going to hear me rant and rave a lot about Depeche Mode, Lana Del Rey, Kid Cudi, all those, you know, just because those are like my go-tos. So just be prepared for that. As well as that, I'm also thinking about doing some special. I don't know. I'm thinking about, well, I know, but I don't know how to say it without spoiling it. I want it to, I want it to be a surprise. I want it to flow like it's a part of the show and, you know, it's just part of it. So there's that. But at all in all, my main goal is to just represent me in the most true and positive way possible and also give a platform for black gay horror creators um whether they're youtubers bloggers vloggers instagrammers or whatnot and also those who are behind the scenes in hollywood or just in indie or in front of the scenes writing directing producing you know some decent content and not just decent content but just content that is going to shake the horror genre in general. And I'm not talking about like something that you just slap together and think that because we are black and gay and eager for this content that we're just going to take anything. You have to bring it. You have to bring it because if we're constantly taking in content that we are, we know is not, good then they're going to constantly shove out stuff that we know that it's not good and it's going to make everything look bad so please bring it and if you and you know so i'm going to try my best to find and like highlight and showcase stuff that has not been exposed good enough yet or a well or not been celebrated and I'm going to try to just be real about all of it, you know, whether it's good or it's bad, you know, no love. I'm not saying no love lost, but no shade. But I, I, I'm not a harsh critic, though, but I just try to be as realistic and cri- critical, but not like. There's that's a difference between criticizing something and completely shitting on it. 
I like to lean towards just criticizing it and just saying like it just didn't deliver in these specific areas. But I don't believe in just completely shitting on something unless it's something like A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake 2010. That was just complete shit. Okay, so with that being said, I think it's good to go ahead and leave it here. Um, I do want to give some shout outs to a few people for encouraging me to do this and for encouraging me to not give up on my whole dream that I have with Midnight Social Distortion. And um, so that's Ryan Kenny, Brother Ghoulish, Brother of Brother Ghoulish's tune. Um, also Bobby Torres of Bobby Likes the Spooky. Um, the Kill the Dead podcast. Thank you, Gray, Ash, and Devin. I love all three of y'all. Y'all are so great. Y'all are big inspiration. Zena Dixon, the real queen of horror. Thank you so much. Half Assed Horror Cast. Thank you, Craig, Key, and Jeff. And I really, really hope that I'm not leaving anybody out. If not, if I am, trust him. Oh, Victor Kenny. Oh, Victor. Victor's going to probably kill me. Victor Kearney, excuse me. Um, he's been a big help. He's been a big, you know, mentor and whatnot. And I also want to say that all of this really didn't start until I realized that there were other black horror fans out there that was deeply into it as I am. And I really want to shout out Ashley Blackwell, who created Graveyard Shift Sisters. And just spearheaded me into this whole this whole um vortex of black horror fans i didn't know y'all was out there and thanks to ashley i am forever grateful that she pretty much became a beacon of sorts to just saying like baby look we've been here um let your horror flag fly your black horror fan fly so um just thank you ashley thank you so much and there's a lot of other people out there that i want to thank and you guys know that if i didn't mention your name that i i love you still and i am finally here and i cannot wait to share with the world my take on horror black horror black gay horror and all the gay mess and pop culture stuff in between So thank you for tuning in and I cannot wait for you to show up for the next episode. Peace, stay spooky, and see you later, my gays and strays. Midnight Social Distortion is brought to you by Mark Oestis and you can find me on Twitter at The Anti-Critic and on Instagram, Mark Oestis or Midnight Social Distortion. Thank you, and stay spooky.